0: hello hello my dear friends i am so excited to to introduce you today to a very special guest and a dear friend of mine her name is julie she is a master hypnotherapist and success coach julie and i have known each other for quite a while we originally worked together i believe it was in 2020 and she is a fantastic coach and she has so many different modalities for helping her clients. And I just really love bringing her on the show today so that she can share all of her wisdom. She is so skilled and she can achieve such incredible things for her clients that you probably otherwise would not be able to break through because they're not always obvious and visible. So I'm very, very excited. And hello, Julie. Julie. To the show. Welcome. (laughs) Hello. Thank you for having me. Yes, I'm so, so, so excited to share you with everyone on the show today. I've already spilled the beans that you help people with invisible things a lot. And before anyone calls Ghostbusters, like maybe you can tell us in your own words what exactly it is that you do. Especially if maybe someone is like newer to coaching or they're just getting started and they may not know so well all the different levels in which we need support.
1: Absolutely. So I like to think that when most people reach out to a coach, it's to specific, I'm going to say a business coach specifically. So we know what we're working with for context that a lot of times what we think we need are the next like tips, tricks, strategies for growing our business, for utilizing social media till it's full advantage to grow our business. And having all the tips, tricks, strategies are very important, right? We absolutely need those in order to grow. And a lot of times what gets in the way are what I like to call them subconscious blocks that live under their surface, whether it could be afraid to show our face on social media or... Okay great you have these strategies to show up on social media or create and launch an offer and put it out there and maybe within the first 2 day no first 2 days nobody signs up and then there's a lot of doubts and fears that come up right which can then prevent you from continuing to move forward with talking about that offer so what i like to support with is let's say on the one hand you have the strategy but on the other hand i like to come in and support you with the conscious I'm sorry the subconscious mindset support so that we can kind of peel back the layers of the onion as to what's coming up and preventing you mindset wise, subconsciously from moving forward. Cause that's usually, if you think about it most of the time, what holds people back. It's not, no, it's like not, not knowing a strategy. It's usually like a fear or a doubt or comparison. And that's a lot of times what I work with. I love
0: that. I think it's so fun. I I always remember that one time where I wanted to drive to my internship and suddenly I was on the freeway direction towards my university, which was completely 180 the other direction than I wanted to go. And I was like, how did I even get, like, how did I even get there? And it was just such a strong proof of like how my subconscious was driving me to university when I didn't consciously pay attention, it's not that I didn't know how to get to my internship. I like just couldn't get there. (laughs)
1: Yeah. And like your subconscious mind, it runs the show. So, and your subconscious beliefs, they run the show and it's something we're not fully aware of. They're just kind of playing in the background. Like you kind of said in the beginning, like hidden invisible and we don't necessarily realize it until we're placed in certain situations where, we're comparing ourselves in our journey to somebody else. We're doubting that we can hit the goals we have as a business owner. We're fearful of what Betty, Roberta, or whoever from high school is going to think of what we do on social media. We're not very clear on it until we're placed in those situations. Yeah.
0: Oh my God. Yes, I absolutely. I hear you and I feel you and uh, the work that you do is so great. I mean... Typical examples is why don't you follow through on your launch? Right. So you open doors and then it's crickets. And the first day you still talk about it. The second day you only talk a little bit and then you flake out. You go, you hide. Like, is that one of those those typical examples? Like, what has come up yeah. for your clients? Like, what can cause that?
1: Yeah. So a lot of times what can happen is we always attach so there are past events and experiences right that we've all been through and we attach certain meanings to them and our subconscious mind it just acts as a data storage hard drive so it's storing all these events storing all these experiences and the meanings we've attached to them all so let's say and i'm sure anybody can relate cuz this has happened to me you put out an offer and there's no bites or like nobody's asking questions or nobody seems interested you can automatically go to a place of, well, no one likes me. No one wants to work with me or I'm not a good coach because something may have happened in the past where there was a certain situation where like, maybe there was like a soccer team and like you weren't picked to be on a soccer team, right? So like nobody was interested in you. And that's a story that you attached or a meaning you attached. So a lot of times when we're placed in these situations, it's these subconscious beliefs that come up over and over again and so if we're then sitting and thinking, well, no one wants to work with me, it gets really difficult to keep moving forward in the launch. Yeah,
0: I feel you on that. And I just want to like encourage anyone who's listening. When I launched my mastermind both times, no one bit for the first 10 days. Mm-hmm. And on day 11, like, people cut, came through and then it was still a super successful launch. But it's like, if you don't have the tools to work through the, these situations... That's when you kind of have all the strategies. You kind of know what to do. All the cards are on the table and you're still looking for a missing card. But that missing card is actually you not being able to put the pieces together and like keep moving and keep playing whenever you run into such situations. It's so funny. Would you confirm that it's like there's a saying like every new level is a new devil? Because for me, I, yes. was, I was never scared of like... put. That's not true. So I used to be scared of Instagram stories. It's easy for me now. And now I'm at this point where I really want to grow my audience. And I've helped clients like grow their audience from like 10k to like 80k and followers and stuff like that. But for myself, I just can't get myself like even if I record a reel where I'm like, that has pretty good potential to actually go viral and bring in a lot of followers. Like, it will sit in my drafts and i will not post it. so i would Why? say yeah this is a good question. i've dug into this recently and maybe we can talk about the difference between being a coach versus being a teacher and a mentor as well. but mm. i've recently dug into this with 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 my mindset coach too. and i feel like i've recognized that i was always a quite polarizing person and whenever i enter like big stage environments where there's a lot of people there's like a lot of people who really like me and a lot of people who really dislike me and I think it's that fear of like I'm not going to be able to control like now if if, I don't know sugar daddy 4279 leaves some mean comment about how I look or what I say like that's fine with 370 followers I can just block him but if it's like 10,000 followers or 100,000 followers like it's going to be really really difficult so, I think it's that fear of like giving up control. But I haven't quite figured out like how I'm going to keep moving beyond that. So, what modalities do you use with your clients in situations like that when they're like, I've built enough awareness that I can see what meanings I attach, but how the hell do I move on from there?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. So typically, I will like deep dive with someone and, and ask a couple of questions and there's two modalities I love to pair back to back. One is time techniques. So time timeline therapy a lot of people like to refer it as and what it's commonly used for like let's say we're talking with someone and there's a fear of putting it out there or there's a block typically with time techniques you can take any like negative emotion or state top five negative ones are like anger, sadness, fear, hurt, guilt or shame. And you can travel back subconsciously on your timeline to a first event or experience where you first felt fear or you first felt shame. And you go to that event and experience, not relive it, but like looking, just looking at it and you gain new positive learnings to take with you, which doesn't help you. Not to say you're never going to feel that feeling again, because you're a human being, of course you will, but it helps to release and remove the subconscious block and emotional charge behind it. So let's say if you were to meet fear in the future, you can meet it with more of a neutral energy. And with a neutral energy, you take different actions than you previously would in the past. So typically, I would do something like that with somebody and then build upon with hypnosis. Hypnosis is my favorite modality. So like really talking with that person in terms of, well, what do you want this area to feel like look like what would the result be so that we can install that new empowering belief in your subconscious and like really believe that, which again, helps you take different actions. So it potentially doesn't sit in your draft folder anymore (laughs) or no longer cares about a control or what people say, but more important about it, like being out there and hitting the people that it needs to. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's super super interesting, and and I love that you have so many different modalities ready and available to support. Can you give me a like brief rundown of like what are those different modalities? That, I mean, you've stated hypnosis and you've you've explained timeline healing, but what else do you do, and what is actually happening in those? So I know there's like NLP, but what else do you do? You do?
1: Yep. So NLP, neuro linguistic programming kind of the basis for all the modalities it's really understanding the language of the mind as a coach like better questions to be asking clients and then EFT emotional freedom technique that's also tapping most people i feel like know it as tapping where you you can take yourself through a process 5 minutes 10 minutes where you're tapping on different meridian energy points on the body, so like on your head, on your eyebrows, side of your eye, and what that does is that also is a subconscious reprogramming modality, where you're walking through a certain script, like a how you're currently feeling, into like how you want to feel. So your energy should absolutely shift after you've gone through a session. So there's tapping, what was it hypnosis, time techniques, NLP, anchoring is one of my. It's another one of my favorite modalities and it's super quick. It don't. It's only like two minutes because whereas tapping, you're physically tapping like different points of the body. And like, let's say you were in public and didn't want to do that. Anchoring is based on a stimulus response effect. So like, let's say if somebody wants to feel more confident, I could walk them through a process in like three minutes by like remembering a time in the past where they really felt confident, like reliving it, like being in that moment And then you help guide them. What I do is push a finger down on a knuckle while they're remembering that moment. And then after, like, let's say you want to elicit this feeling of feeling confident. You can just tap the knuckle. Anchoring is a good one. Those are probably some of my favorite ones. And then I create subliminal audios too. Mm, Tell me about that. Wait, are you familiar with them?
0: I am to a certain degree, but let's still dive in because I don't know if everyone on the show here is familiar with them.
1: Yes. So there are hypnosis audio recordings, right? Where I feel like mine, I'm only referring to mine because that's all I know, can range anywhere from like 15 minutes to 30 minutes. And you do need to find time to rest, relax, listen, close your eyes because it's a progressive relaxation process. So you need to carve time out of your day. Subliminal audios work great because you are hearing more music, like let's say meditative music, but then there are embedded affirmations in the background. So your conscious mind just picks up the music, whereas your subconscious mind is actually picking up the affirmations, which are helping to install them into your subconscious mind. Another form of reprogramming. But the beauty of subliminals, this is why I love them. You can have it like playing in the background while you work. So it's like you don't need to carve out the time to rest, relax, and listen. You could go for a walk. You could read a book. Like You could be working. Yeah, subliminals are... I think my clients love them more because of that aspect. You can do a lot of things while having them in the background.
0: Yeah, I love that. I could see myself walking with the stroller or like going for my morning walk, listening to them. So that sounds really, really fun and really helpful too. I do want to come back to that conversation of like coach, mentor, teacher, because mm-hmm. I think this is something that a lot of people are just unaware because everyone kind of calls themselves a coach. But I think that's a very specific, actually job title. And a lot of people join like group programs and They don't realize they're never actually being coached because Mm -hmm. or like a course or a group program that's like led by a coach is very, very different because the coach is in teacher mode. So teacher is like delivering information and showing you like, this is what you do step by step and then good luck. But you're a coach and you also have a coach certification program, right?
1: Yeah. So I am, I'm so excited. I'm getting my trainers certification where I can now train and coach others to become a coach and become certified in these modalities. So yes, I have a coaching certification program coming out early 2023.
0: Oh my God. So exciting. And I, I just know from, from, from our experience of like working together that you're a really, really great coach and you care so much. So let's dive into like, what makes a great coach, a great coach and what does
1: coaching actually looks like? That is a really good question. And what's interesting is the coaching industry, it's not regulated, right? Because someone had asked me, they're like, well, do I need to be certified to be a coach? And I was like, short answer, no, because it's not regulated. And I do think you learn so much by becoming certified. I like to view a coach as more so listening and asking the right questions. So almost like steering your client or guiding your client to the answers, right? So like not telling them the answers, unless of course, they need something really quick, like social media related on the side, like a how-to that's very different. But a lot of the times with clients, I'm listening to what they're saying. And then I'm asking questions to guide them to the answer. It's so like, I'm not telling them the answer. Okay.
0: Okay. Yeah, I think this is like something that a lot of people have never really experienced. So I think it's a very important conversation to have. What was your first experience or what experiences did you have in the coaching industry where you realized that difference between what it's like to be coached versus what it's like to be taught?
1: I have joined a lot of courses, programs, memberships. I think I remember even working with you and like you asked so many great questions, which like got my head spinning. And then actually, it's the very first program I ever joined. It was definitely more teaching. And it was. It's interesting because it was a lot of her teaching and her process of what worked for her. So then the and there was like nothing bad right because that worked for her however the conditioning I then had was that my business should probably look like that and I then started creating from that place so I say like my very first program that I joined it was very much teaching
0: Yeah. yeah yeah same for me like my first program that I ever joined like the person called himself a coach and they showed up like saying like I'm a coach and there was a little bit of coaching happening because there was like some hot seat conversation. <laughs> but a lot of it was like you asking questions and getting answers from, from that person. So it was a lot of like teacher style, like, let me deliver information and let me just answer your questions. So it was more like a, a live q and I guess, weekly live Q&A than anything else. But I love what you said. So coaching is more listening and asking
1: questions. So the first program I joined was definitely more teaching. And it was like a lot of how-tos. And it wasn't a, like, does this feel good for me type thing. It was just kind of like doing what she was doing, being taught. And I was like, okay, this is the way you do business. And it didn't feel good for me. And then in the cert, my certification program, the one that I joined to become certified, I really, really understood the difference. Well, I'd worked with you before and you asked amazing questions and through the certification program, it was really clear to me that like asking questions like, well, what will that do for you? Well, when will you know when you have success? Like at like being asked those questions like really made me think about what I was doing.
0: Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Some of my favorite questions <laughs> and, and thank you for, for complimenting my question asking because while I'm not certified, I do take quite a lot of pride in the fact that Like I pay a lot of attention to like the coaches I did hire and where I actually experienced coaching and I've learned a lot from my experiences there. And I I intend to to get certified and like really hone those coaching skills and those question asking skills. But some of my favorite questions to ask are things like, what's your proof for that? Right. So people, people tell me all the time. I have clients telling me like, well, my audience, like, I don't like they don't want me to sell more. What's your what's your proof for that?
1: It's such a good question. This person
0: reached out to me and and she's asking for my one on one coaching. Like it's and my one on one rate is like four k per month. Like she's not going to be able to afford that. So like how like how am I going to tell her to rate? I'm like you tell her to rate by telling her to rate. And also, how do you know what her financial status is? And then it's like, well, she comes from a third world country. They're millionaires in third world country. I treat every single client like or a person that reaches out like they're a millionaire waiting to spend that money. Cause it's not my responsibility to assign their, how to use their financials. So, but asking people like what's your proof for this. And it's so funny because with the most convinced like attitude, they're like the proof is that I haven't made sales in seven days. The proof is she's from a third world country. And I'm like, what makes you think she didn't inherit a million dollars? Yeah. Oh, uh,
1: you don't, don't know. know. Right. It's funny. I had the same conversation with a client literally this week who was fearful of saying their prices because they were already like assuming something about somebody. And I was like, so you're projecting your views on them and not allowing them to make a decision for themselves.
0: Yeah. Let me be your financial manager. Yeah. (laughs) Let me make financial plan for you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's so funny. This I think this is probably. Something that I really just fell in love with, and it's it's funny because I now coach my kids, and I, I use and apply a lot of that stuff for for parenting. Where I don't know, like my son tells me something where he's like, "I can't do that because," and I'm like, "What makes you think that? Show yeah. me what hap- what would happen if." Mm-hmm. Right. So a lot of the times he would let's say, I mean, he's like three. So he comes and he's like, I can't zip up my jacket. I'm like, show me what would happen if you try And then he tries and then he's like, I can't get that in. I'm like, okay, so let me help you get that the zipper into the zipper pull into your zipper at the bottom. And I do that first step. And I'm like, show me what happens next. Yes. And then he tries and he goes like, Oh, I can close it. I'm like, right, you can close it. If, we, if I help you put it together at the bottom, you can close it. And that is a completely different level of like confidence building.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think this is what's really massively missing in the coaching industry is that there are a lot of coaches that b- teach you how to do X, Y, and Z. And I mean, this is how a lot of times coaching programs are sold. It's like, yeah. here, start your business and just teach people what you do and how you do it. Right. And then it's like not actually a coaching business. It's a
1: course. <laughs> Yes. Yes. It's more teaching.
0: And when, when you buy a course, like your job is not to take that verbatim and say, this is the box I need to fit in. And if I don't fit in, I suck. It's like going to a clothing store and being like, I'm going to take a size two jeans. And I know I'm a size 14. And if I don't fit into that jeans, I suck. It's like, no, it's just not the right jeans for you. So you like that style. Can we get that in a different size and a different color? Yes. And then adjust it. This is how you use like a course versus actually coaching. Mm -hmm. You see a lot
1: of emotions about that. (laughs) No, it's a big, it's a big difference. And again, because the coaching industry is not regulated, it's easy to be teacher, but call yourself coach.
0: Yeah, that's very true. What's your opinion? Like, do you
1: think the coaching industry should be regulated? Uh, I'm pretty neutral to be, to be honest. It's The only thing that comes up for me in saying yes is for the client's sake, right? Like that. But just because you're certified, I don't know. Like I'm pretty neutral about it. Yeah. I
0: personally don't have like a great opinion. I love that. There's so much like freedom in how you build your business yeah. and what you do and how you do it. I just wish that there were more open conversations the way we have them right now so that people really truly understand what is coaching, what is teaching, what is mentorship, so that then they can just choose for themselves. Do I just want to mm-hmm. learn information and see if I can implement that for myself and take mm-hmm. action for myself? And if I don't, I can always still hire a coach, right? So like, I want to see more honest conversations around that so that people can yeah can just make an empowered decisions for themselves
1: and for people to know what to call themselves too because I've had a lot of people be like well what would you consider me am I a coach am I a strategist am I a mentor am I a consultant educator Uh, yeah I'm like a lot of people sometimes don't know what's best and I think resort to coach because it's like the mainstream easy go-to word
0: yeah What was the most profound coaching experience for you to date?
1: It was inside my certification program because what happened, obviously we were learning the modalities, but we got one-on-one coaching where they were using the modalities on us. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, I had a lot of aha moments and realizations because I was doing a lot of subconscious reprogramming at the time. So like, to me, that was the absolute game changer. And it's funny because the, the woman who I had gone through, she's like, you're like a very different person because I was very much like, I need to figure this out. Like I need my business to do, to be doing this. I need to be successful. And then I kind of just dropped that mentality. Like I deconditioned myself to be like, well, no, like you don't. And your journey is different. And just because you're seeing someone else do X, Y, Z, it doesn't mean like yours is going to look like that or needs to, it can look. Very much different. So, like, that was the most profound because of the mix of like the strategy and the mix of the mindset, subconscious reprogramming. Yeah.
0: Oh, that sounds really good, yeah, one thing I didn't notice was just how conditioned I was from a lot of the marketing that's happening, especially around business coaching, like this is how a business should be. like you have to have sales calls and you have to do cold yes. outreach and so on and so forth. So I get a lot of clients who already hold like very strong beliefs, and for me, that wasn't that obvious until I branched out into ads and I was like, oh whoa i get a chance to heal so much stuff here right now because i was like no ads are bad they're gonna hurt my account people are probably gonna judge me and hate me and i'm like wow look at all the things my subconscious already took in as like f- mm-hmm. and face value <laughs> the mere fact that everywhere you read like i'm making 50k a month without paid ads like It it completely labeled ads as something bad and dangerous to be avoided, kind of on the same level as like a mountain lion or a cheetah, probably. (laughs) Like (laughs) I was like, okay, well, we want to pivot this business. I I better get like around those emotions and beliefs, because I don't think I can build a business. Like I will procrastinate forever. On like writing my sales pages and my ads if I don't sort that out. So Mm -hmm. I did and I pivoted the whole business and it feels like the best thing in the world, but just for like record, it's not like we didn't have ads driven courses like since a year or so sitting in our research library, like we had the resources. We just never made the move because I held all these beliefs and it took quite a bit of coaching to get around those. And I'm so glad I did like, That was a really, really big shift for me where I was like, whoa, okay, there's so much to clean up. Why is it so important? You said something earlier that tipped me off. So I just want to reflect that back to you. You said something earlier around changing how you feel about something. So I think it was when you were talking about EFT or anchoring mm-hmm. in so you you were talking about like oh you're feeling one thing that you don't want to be feeling and then you get to feel a different thing. So why is that so important? Why should I why, why should I care about that?
1: Yeah, so I think I feel like a lot of times people have heard the saying like focus on what you want versus what you versus what you don't want. I was somebody who always focused on what I don't want and in return I got a lot of what I didn't want. So the reason focusing on what you want and these types of modalities support that is because whatever we're like saying to our subconscious, like that's what it's taking in and that's what it's believing to be true. Like it doesn't understand the difference between like reality and false reality. So let's say I always love to use this example. If someone kept saying Like, I don't want to be broke or like, I don't want to be stressed. The fun fact about your subconscious is it doesn't process negatives. So it's only hearing, I want to be stressed. I want to be broke. So getting really clear on how you want to feel, which is, I would then ask like, well, how do you want to feel instead? So let's say you don't want to feel stressed. You want to feel like calm. Focusing on that is so much more important because that's what you're going to feed your subconscious and then doing certain modalities like tapping, anchoring, anchoring. I like because sometimes I like it more than tapping because you're going back to an like a memory in time, and your subconscious mind loves visual imagery. It, it helps it to kind of like install and capture things like positive beliefs a lot easier. So you're going back in time, and so what's happening is it's hard to explain. Because this is a podcast, but you can see me <laughs> pushing a finger down on a knuckle. So. What's happening is while that person's recalling that memory and thinking like, let's say I want to be calm, I want to be calm, or pushing down on a knuckle. So it's creating a stimulus response effect with a visual image in mind, which gets trapped in your subconscious. So it's like, okay, great. The first step would determine you want to be calm. And now through the tool, we can help install it. And then you can just like tap on that knuckle to use it as a tool later to help you feel that way.
0: Oh, okay. Would that be the same thing if you remember, for example, like a
1: smell and that takes you into the memory? Yeah. So think about, we, we anchor all the time. Like if you hear a certain song, it takes you back to maybe a memory, a smell that can take you back to something. Oh my
0: God. I have such fear of
1: flying and
0: every, because every time on a movie before a plane crashes, all the babies are crying. So if I'm sitting on a plane, a baby cries I get such anxiety because I feel like this plane is about to crash. Mm. And we, like, what can I do to re-anchor that? <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> what's the, what's the feeling though, that comes out like fear. Yeah. Like fear. I'm going to die. My kids are going to die. So then I would say like, what do you want to feel instead?
0: Nothing. I don't even want to hear the baby. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And I would like a more
0: I would like to have a more like family friendly option other than I don't know a bottle of vodka or something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well that's anchoring because the thing is you could be discreet and anchoring and like tapping on a knuckle and nobody would notice. I don't actually
0: <laughs> drink, so that's that's just a side joke, but
1: <laughs> what if, like, you could anchor in a certain feeling. So like if it was calm, because that mm-hmm. may be like an opposite feeling of that. You can go back to a time thinking of like when you were really calm and I mean, we can do it right now if you want.
0: Mm, Okay. Yes. Yes. Uh, Well, I will take such a spontaneous invitation. Absolutely. And I have a question. So could I also, for example, like practice that every time I sit on the couch snuggling with my husband, I feel usually really, really calm. And then I just like always press the same knuckle and that would anchor that in too. Yeah, Absolutely oh okay well i i'm gonna change the name date night on saturday evening so like going <laughs> so- in peace and calm so that when we fly to brazil over christmas and like january and like to be with our, our in-laws i can survive this flight without
1: anxiety yeah. and what you <laughs> can do is like let's say like when you're snuggling on the couch like take a second just like close your eyes and like you're in that moment and I always like pressing a finger down on a knuckle. Cause it's something that's really clear. Maybe like you just like pulling on an ear. So later when you do that, it's like, whatever feels good, but I always like just pushing on a knuckle. So let's say like, you're in that moment on the couch, just push down your knuckle, just like close your eyes and like take a couple of breaths and like really be in the moment and be like, okay. And then you can release it. And then you can like tap back. It brings on like slight feelings, but you can keep doing it over and over. Like just keep pushing down, like just live into that moment, like really be in it. And then you have an anchor that you can tap whenever you need it. And and, and how do you tap? Like, just like, you just tap it. So to like, quote unquote, install it, you can be in a moment and just push down and like be in the moment, experience it, feel it. You don't have to push down Mm -hmm. hard, but like, a slight, you know, slight push down. So no bruises, guys. <laughs> no bruises. <laughs> or if you wanted to go back in time, you can take yourself back in time and be like, okay, can I remember a specific memory when I felt really calm? And you need a specific memory in mind because you need to go back to a specific time. Mm-hmm. then you just like go back to a moment in time, like feel being calm, like be calm, breathe in calm, and like just keep holding down that knuckle and like be in that moment, be in that prior memory, and then. Open your eyes and just like tap it, and you can keep doing it as much as as much as you want. But it's really okay. grateful. Husband's going to be so confused if I sit there <laughs> being like, did he? No, he's not even going to notice. not even going to notice because in that moment you're installing it, so you're just pushing it down. Uh-huh, okay. Oh no, because like you could have your hand on a blanket or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, that sounds like a
0: fantastic thing to practice and to use and to do. Yeah. So. If people want to reach you. So what exactly can you help them with? And then how can they reach you?
1: Absolutely. So I help a lot of business owners and entrepreneurs with a lot. I'll say like confidence, business success. I worked with someone this week in terms of money blocks that they were having about asking and receiving money. So I do a lot of hypnotherapy sessions off the side, not just business or entrepreneur related, but that is my niche in who I work with, hypnotherapy, or if someone's looking to become certified in these modalities, let's say if you're already a coach and want to enhance the client results that you're getting and have the tools to really support them, I'll have a coaching certification program, which is launching to the public in August and it starts early 2023. But I'd say like Instagram, easiest way to reach out to me, julie.m.costa. Okay, julie.m.casa,
0: we're also going to put that in the show notes so that people can find you directly. Do you have like a freebie or something that I could link as well?
1: I do. So I have two free hypnosis audios, which I love to direct people to if you've never experienced hypnosis. It's a great way to start. I have a free hypnosis audio for releasing anxiety and stress. So that may be a good one too before getting on a (laughs) phone. And then I also have a free hypnosis audio for stepping into your higher CEO self. Okay,
0: very cool. Very cool. So I will hunt you down on the links for those two as well. (laughs) And I'll put them in the show notes. I'm so, so, so excited. I feel like we've covered so many different things Uh on this interview. Thank you so much for your time and your energy and your incredible skills and experiences that you shared. I really appreciate it. I'm definitely going to try that anchoring technique and I'm going to report back to you on Instagram. So thank you so, so, so much, Julie, for coming on the show and sharing all of your incredible experiences, your knowledge, and sharing all of that with us. It was such a pleasure and I'm for sure going to try the anchoring technique and report back to you on Instagram. So So exciting. Thank you so, so, so much. And I wish you a wonderful rest of the day. Thank you. Thanks for having me content loungers listen up this is your chance to ditch the hustle and take a massive leap in your business and your income this month one of you guys is going to work with me one-on-one and together we will create a content strategy that turns you into a client and money magnet without working more this is valued at over two thousand dollars and to get in on this simply leave me a five-star review take a screenshot and dm it to me on instagram wishing y'all massive success in your business. See you next week. And until then, sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you.